0: Would
1: you do a warm Anchor Faith welcome wow. as Reverend Mark Hankins comes wow. again. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Pastor. Love you. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, let's thank him right now for the blood of Jesus. Oh, the precious blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin, all unrighteousness. There's not one thing in us the blood does not cleanse. Washed in the blood, the blood of Jesus prevents deception and aborts every attempt of the enemy to deceive us. Yeah. The blood of Jesus is our divine covering and protection against every fiery, flaming attack of the enemy against our mind or our lives. We are covered by the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus all perfects what concerns us and reconciles everything in us yeah. to the perfect will of God yeah. every day in every way. By that blood we have boldness yeah. and access and confidence in your presence, and we cry, Abba, Father, Daddy God, because of the blood of the Lamb, that we overcome Satan. We overcome the accuser by the blood of the Lamb. We resist the devil, and he runs in fear from us. Every thought, every suggestion, every temptation, uh, every strategy that sickness has to go, disease has to go, poverty and lack has to go, fear has to go. The oppression of the enemy is broken in the name of Jesus. We are free in the name of Jesus. We thank you for that, Father. Praise God. Everybody say, I'm free right now in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Wow! All right, turn around, shake hands. Somebody say you're looking better already. Praise the Lord. When you came in here, you was looking a little rough when I first saw you. Praise God. You can be seated. Praise the Lord. Let me give you some books and stuff real quickly here. <laughs> Amen. Oh, uh, this back at the table, there's some uh, confession cards. I think one of them is on the blood of Jesus. And then this one is uh, the, the Confessions of Faith. It's a real card you keep in your Bible. And this one is the Ephesians prayers. Yeah. Ephesians one prayer, Ephesians three prayer. So that stuff, all that stuff is free back there at the table. All the rest of stuff is half price. Uh, this is the book on the blood of Jesus called The Bloodline <laughs> of a Champion, how to apply the blood, what you know about the blood. So give that to somebody. This is called Faith Opens the Door to the Supernatural, that grace is God's grip on you. Faith is your grip on God. And God's grip on you is greater than your grip on him. Hallelujah. And this one is my favorite book and the favorite book in Nigeria, where we preach there every year, called Revolutionary Revelation. It's all on Ephesians 1 prayer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this one's on the spirit of faith Make you grab a corn stalk Swing out over hell And spit in the devil's eye And then that's if you knew What was on the other side This is for a Bible teacher uh, Someone in the church One of the pastors Or Bible teachers called Spirit-filled scripture study guide A scripture's on 121 different translations You have one, Bastard? Pastor There you go. On redemption, prayer, faith, healing, all that. Took me about 25 years to put that together and uh, cost about $100,000 to get it done. So (laughs) since you're my cousin, I'll let you have one for $5,000. Now, uh, actually, they're half price. They're regularly $35, so that's half price. So if you want one of those, uh, they're back, there at the back. Uh, we're going to go ahead and receive the offering at the beginning here because you never know what's going to happen at the end. And if you're laying out on the floor, we hate to have to come and get, get the money and give the way we always want to. So uh, if you're prepared to give, if you want to make a check, make it out of the church. Uh, and uh, if you're going to give, credit card, all that stuff right there. All right, y'all prepared to give? Yeah. Let me give you a scripture here, 1 Chronicles 29, one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. Y'all got any favorite chapters in the Bible? Man, there's a bunch of good ones, but this is one of my favorites. And there's several whole chapters on the subject of giving and being generous in your giving. And this one is about the psalmist David. And uh, God actually records and tells everybody how much David gave. How many ever looked over at somebody while they're giving and saying, "Uh, is that it? But uh, how many ever peeked at somebody giving and went, are you serious? But um, uh, (laughs) God actually is looking when David's giving, and God actually put it in the Bible to talk about David's giving or David's generosity. And so we know David was a praiser and he was a worshiper. Is that right? David was a praiser and a worshiper, but he also was a giver. So we even have a song that says, I want to dance like David danced. We have a song that says, I want to praise like David praised. They just did not have a verse in there that says, I want to give like David gave. (laughs) It's a little bit easier to sing and dance, isn't it? But if you want to give like David gave, he's a man after God's own heart, and his heart is revealed in his giving. So 1 Chronicles 29, a whole chapter is great. I'll just read a portion of it. Verse 2, he said, I have prepared with all of my might so you want to underline that in your Bible because it's one of my favorite chapters, one of my favorite scriptures here, I have prepared. When it came time to give, David said, I take my giving serious. Thank you for those three grunts. David said, I take my giving serious. Amen. You know, If God takes it serious, I take it serious. So David said, when it came time to give, he said, I prepared with all of my might. Everybody say, all of my might. So it's really not a casual thing with him. He said, this is really important to me. Yeah. I prepared to give with all of my might. Yeah. Really, And no matter how strong you are, if you're a three-year-old, if you're a 10-year-old, or if you're a 20-year-old, all your might is still all your might. Yeah. In other words, even if you don't have a lot, it's still with all your might. All right. on, somebody has a lot, it's all your might. Yeah. So when he said all my might, that means David was that kind of a guy. Yeah. When it came time to fight, he's going to fight with all his might. Right? In other words, he ain't holding nothing back, running at the giant, talking trash to him, Say, I'm gonna knock your head off today, I'm gonna kill you, right? So David uh, had 400 men that followed him, so he's a kind of a all oh, your might kind of guy. Yeah. When it came time to praise, and it says he danced with all of his might, so that means it wasn't like a little two-step, he's sweating when it's over, he's ugly, you know, it look ugly. His own wife said, you look ugly, and he said, I shall be yet more vile than this. So when David danced, he did with what? All his might. When it came time to give, what did he do? Oh. So he said, I have prepared with all my might. That means when you and I uh, consider giving important to God, important to the kingdom of God, yeah. we actually prepare to be a giver. Yeah. 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 Amen. I mean, we've been thinking about it, you know, Lord, how much you want me to give? You know, I want to be a giver. And so he said, i prepared with all my might. Then he told gold because he didn't write a check back in those days, so they had to actually bring wagons of gold, silver. So, he says, verse 3, because I have set my affection on the house of God. So, underline that in your Bible. Or you could say, your giving reflects your affection. Thank you for your enthusiasm. People say, I love the Lord. And the Lord said, what's love got to do with it? So, he's talking about giving. So, when he's talking about giving, he said, I set my affection. Did you know your giving can actually set your affection? So I believe it reflects your affection, but I also believe that it affects your affection. Yeah. Right. Come, on, huh? yeah. Come, on. Come on, if it's a part of your heart, you know, you're talking about giving, and so that means it'll affect your affection. It means that if you feel like you're backsliding, just give more than you've ever given, and you'll refuse to backslide. Come on. <laughs> People say, I just feel like I'm so far away from the Lord. And Malachi says, well, how shall we return? He said, with your tithe and your offering. Come That's on. Right. Not just your praying. Come on. Oh boy, it's getting quiet in here. In other words, in other words, he said your giving can actually bring your heart closer to the work of God. So if you're serious about getting closer. All right, well let's move on here. I see some of you almost lost the victory on that one. But it says, when it comes to drawing near to the Lord, he says, I set my affection, and he set his affection with his giving, didn't he? And then he says here, over and above, gold and silver, and he uses this phrase, over and above. Everybody say, over and above. (laughs) Now, probably 40 years ago, I was reading this chapter, and the Lord said to me, he said, over and above giving will produce over and above living. In other words, he said, this is not like, you know, the minimum, like some people pay their tithes, you know, and they're they're all concerned now They to tithe is that before taxes, after taxes, you know, on a tithe, you know, they'll say the tithe. Now is that 10%, what is that 10% that tithe? They'll say, well, I, and you see some people's tithe check, it'll be like $24 and 56 cents. I mean, they wouldn't even take God up to the next dollar. You know, it'd actually be easier to balance your checkbook if you'd go ahead and go $25. But uh, you can see people. <laughs> They're so concerned about the tithe. When Malachi said, you rob me in tithes and offerings. That's right. So you could be a tither and still be missing out on a blessing. Woo, right. getting quiet in here. So he says, when, when it comes to your offerings, that's what you do over and above your tithe. Yeah. That's right. Amen. And so um, uh, he says, uh, I asked the Lord one time, because my dad's a pastor raising church. I said, Lord, I see a lot of people that don't tithe and sure don't look like they're cursed. And you know what the Lord said to me? He said, well, a curse is not always something bad that happens to you. He said, a curse time sometimes is something good that don't happen to you. All right, well, we'll just leave that right there. In other words, he said, actually, he said, your tithe and your offering actually affects your ability to receive from God. Now, amen. Come on now. Now, you don't have to give anything to receive Jesus because he paid the price for our salvation. But if you want to follow Jesus, come on. all right, sit yeah. back down. If you want to be a disciple of Jesus, right. come on, then he said you'll have to take your, your finances and putting God first in your finances seriously. Yeah. Now, my dad's a pastor, so uh, my dad taught us to tithe when we were probably, who knows, three or four years old. <laughs> my daddy would actually figure it for you. I see some people still need that today. But anyway, my dad would actually figure the 10% for you. And so I used to mow grass, you know, and push my lawnmower around the neighborhood, and mow grass and make $4 or something like that my dad said, "Now you tithe, that's your $4 here, and like 10% of that that's 40 cents." So he'd say, "Now, that's your tithe." He said, "Now how much offering do you want to give?" And I'd say, "None." So <laughs> How many of you ever said that? Anyway, so I said, no. I <laughs> already got part of my money already. So, 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 my daddy started teaching me. He said, you can tithe on what you make or tithe on what you want to make. Uh-huh. All right, all right, sit back down. All right, I, I need some, some people that are trying, they're figuring it up real tight here. But, you know, if you tithe on what you want to make, yeah. come on, yeah. just as a teenager, yeah. just as a teenager, as a teenager, I started double tithing. Yeah. As a teenager, and I worked for a mechanic back in those days, made a dollar an hour. Dollar an hour. So I'd maybe work, you know, go to high school, and then I'd work some on the weekends, made about $20 a a week or something like that, and go to church. Well, instead of giving, you know, $20, $2, then I'd double up and give $4. And then sometimes I'd say, well, let's just do a triple tie, and I'd give $6. See what the Lord can do with that. I've never seen a lifetime tither that was sorry that they did it. Yeah, right. I mean, even if you backslid, you'd want to go ahead and tithe. You know, even if you said, well, I don't feel like going to church, but here, take my tithe. I believe yeah. in tithe. So somebody taught us to tithe when we were young, so we really never had an issue with it. Then I heard Dad Hagen talk about the guy in his church that was a triple tither. That means he gave 30%. So I was just a teenager, and I heard him talk about a guy that gave 30%. Yeah. I thought, Well, I'm going to start doing that. So when Trent and I first got married, we made that agreement. Well, I worked for a church as a youth pastor, lived in the back of the church, made $100 a week. And then we got married. I got a raise uh, to make $140 a week, something like that. Well, it don't sound like a lot now, but if I'm triple tithing, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So we agreed. We said, well, we may not have the fanciest furniture, may not have the biggest TV, got tin foil on the top of the little antenna, and you have to twist it, you know, all right, I think I see something coming in here, and I'll tell Trenton, just stand there and hold that a little bit to the left while I'm watching the football game. (laughs) Come on, have you ever went to the store, you know, say, all right, where's the ramen noodles at? Where's the ramen noodles? So we started off didn't, didn't, didn't have much. We said, we're just going to put God first. And if we'll take the standard of our giving serious, God will lift the standard of our living. Yeah. Oh, man. So, boy, we, we made that agreement. We first got married and, whoo, man, we were given 30%. Boy, my hands would break out in a sweat, you know, And uh, a few years. Well, it was just uh, actually we had our first baby boy one year after we got married. One year, almost on our first anniversary, <laughs> you know, I'm like, there must better be a God, you know, no Obamacare, no health care, no insurance, you know, either you pray, get healed, or you just die. So, uh, <laughs> we didn't have none of that stuff. Well, you can't tell somebody, how come I don't have no health care? I pray or die, why don't you? So, we didn't have nothing. So, we, we really prayed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so my hands break out in the sweat, you know, and we give the 30% every week. And, and back in those days, finally, we was pastoring a church and I made $160 a week. So we'd give 30% every Sunday. Whoo, man, my hands break out in a the sweat. There better be a God. I hope he had not gone blind. Well, <laughs> we know he can see, right? We know he can count because he got a book called Numbers. Yeah. And so if he's going to multiply... I said, if he's going to multiply my seed zone, he's going to have to be able to count, right? So we started off doing that triple tithing, because I heard Dad Hagan tell the story about the guy in his church that was a faithful member of the church, and then he would triple tithe or give 30% every week. And so this guy got in, a, in an accident and looked like he wouldn't live. And so you may know the story. Brother Hagan went to the hospital and prayed for him all night long. And he's praying for the guy. The doctor said he can't live. And so Brother Hagin is in his room praying for him. He said, God, I'm not going to let him die. Yeah. He said, first of all, he's one of the best workers in our church. So I need him. And if I need him, you need him. So I'm not going to let him die. And he said he did that all night long. He said, God, I need him. He said, and besides that, he's a 30% giver. I need him. The church needs him. He said, I'm not going to let him die. And sure enough, the guy was up in heaven, and Jesus came over to him and said, Your pastor won't let you die. I said, You're going to have to go back to the earth. He needs you. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, How would you pray for some people? You know, you'd say, Lord, uh, they don't do nothing. Just keep them up there. But uh, uh, they're actually getting expensive down here. But uh, just joking, just joking. But. Uh, but I thought that was interesting that his pastor pleaded his case yeah. by saying, he's a generous giver. I really need
2: yeah. Yeah, that's right
1: Come on, if you're a generous giver, man, if you ever got lost, your pastor would hire a search party to go find you. So, <laughs> so <laughs> when it comes, so that, my dad taught us the tithe, double tithe, triple tithe. And I really have to warn you about generous giving. I really have to warn you. It's very dangerous. It could really hurt you. If you're a generous giver, be very, very careful. I would have to warn you because we've been doing it for like 42 years together and it's really has been damaging to us. You know, we have our own private jet. And we live in a really nice home. We have new cars and trucks. I want to warn you that if you're a generous giver, it could be very damaging. I don't want you to get yourself in trouble, you know. People say, well, you're blessed because you're a preacher. I say, well, come up here. Let me ordain you and see how it works for you. No, <laughs> no, no. It doesn't say God gives seed to the preacher. It says God gives seed to the sower. I said, God gives seed to the sower. That means when you're a giver, God will give you the money to give. So the Lord said to me, he said, if you'll get addicted to giving, he said, I'll support your habit. Isn't that funny? In other words, God himself is the biggest giver. And he loves givers. Generous givers. Matter of fact, Jesus, uh, he actually stood by the offering and watched people's giving. There's no record he said anything about the preaching. No record he said anything about the singing. No record he said anything about how pretty the church was. But he stood by the offering and made comments. Yeah. I wonder if he still does. I'll yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, sit back down. I see I want to run on that one. I said, I wonder if he still watches giving and makes comments. Because right. some people were real rich and they gave a lot, right? And uh, he watched the giving, right? Yeah. But he said, that here comes a poor woman and she actually outgave the rich people. Yeah. So he commented on her generosity. Right. That means even if you're poor, you can be more generous than rich people. Yeah. Yeah. Are y'all still here? Yes. Amen. And so Jesus commented on her generosity. Why? You said, well, sometimes people may give pretty good, but if you really compare that to their spending. Oh, I'll well, well, sit back now. Come on. I said, if you compare that to their spending, right? <laughs> oh, well, we better not get into that. I said, come on, you actually gave more to Mickey Mouse, you know, than you actually gave to the church building fund. So, so you know, come on to Disneyland, Disney World, Vacation One, Two, Three, Four, come on now. Come on, you spent more on your fingernails than you gave this morning. Listen, uh, all right, let's keep moving here. I, I'm, I'm leaving tomorrow night, so don't get mad at me. You know? so, So there's something about generosity that God actually likes. Whether you think you're rich or poor, you can actually get God's attention with your generosity. Amen. That's right. Hey, do you know anybody in the Bible that God's attention with their giving? Well, that woman right there, she got the Lord's attention with her giving. How about David? We got a whole chapter on David. He must have got the Lord's attention. What about Carnea in Acts chapter 10? Come on, and he says he wasn't even a Christian. Oh well, we better. I said he wasn't even a Christian. Come on, but his generosity and his giving, and his prayers—what does that mean? He was spiritually hungry for God, yeah. even though he did not know the Lord. But apparently, his prayers and his generosity got God's attention, and it moved angels in his behalf, and got his whole family filled with the Holy Ghost. Yeah. I like to say, I'd rather have my whole family filled with the Holy Ghost than any amount of money in the whole world. Come on, I'd rather have my children and my grandchildren filled with the Holy Ghost. Woo, praise the Lord. So the Lord said to me one time, he said, if you'll be a generous giver, I'll do things for you that money could never do. That's right, amen. I'll try that one more time. You be a generous giver, God said, watch, I'll make all grace about I'll do things money cannot even do. Amen. So when it comes to David, it says that he gave over and above. Amen. Everybody say over and above. Yeah. Come on, so instead of doing the minimum, just stretch. What's the difference between being uh, generous, so in generously and so- in sparingly? What's the difference? Well, so in sparingly means you did something. You gave something, but to reach the generous department, what does that mean? That means you left your comfort zone a little bit. All right, that means you stretched. Everybody say, stretch. Uh How come you need to stretch? Because stretch improves circulation. Y'all still here? And so when you stretch and you're giving, you go, I believe some money's moving and there's some circulation going on here. Amen? And so when you stretch and they reach out there, David gave over and above. So practice it. Amen? Yeah. Amen. I'm not talking about tonight. I'm talking about a lifestyle of going beyond the comfort zone. Amen. Yeah. I went to one of Brother Hagan's meetings years ago, and Brother Hagan would always receive the offering on Raymond night. And he would always say something like, well, just double up. Double up. up. He would say, well, double up. And I would go, oh, praise the Lord. So at that particular camp meeting, I went and I would taken $5,000 out of a savings account. In our church, we had a savings account, and every week we were, just, we were just spending everything we had. So I told secretary, open up a savings account uh, because we need to have some money in savings. God will bless your savings account, and he can't bless it if you don't have one. Yeah. Yeah. So I said, open up a savings account. She looked at me like I was crazy, of course. She said, well, <laughs> we're going to put anything in it. I said, well, just open one. Right, and so so we opened up a savings account and and I was believing God for a hundred thousand dollars in savings, and really, we needed a million dollars in our church, you know, just to pay off what we owed on the building. Right. We needed one million, but I was believing for at least a hundred thousand, right so I started putting money in savings, so I finally got up to twelve thousand dollars in savings, and I want your brother Higgins meet.. <laughs> So I said, "All right, take five thousand out of savings, and I'm gonna sow a seed. I believe in for a hundred thousand. Amen. Need a million, and the money will come. So I took the five thousand. Brother Hagen got up and he said, well, praise the Lord. Today is day. <laughs> Whatever you're gonna give, <laughs> just double it. Praise the Lord. If you're gonna give a million, give two million. If you're gonna give a thousand, give two thousand. If you're gonna give five dollars, give ten. If you're gonna give a dollar, give two dollars. If you wasn't gonna give nothing, then just come home and get saved. And then you want to give something. So anyway, he'd do that all the time." He didn't care whether he was giving a million or a dollar. He didn't care. Just stretch or do something special. Right. So I was sitting next to Trina, and uh, I would brought $5,000, and I said, uh, uh, Trina, I said, uh, he just said to double I said, uh, what do you think I ought to do? And she said, well, just double it. I went, oh, my God. That wasn't the answer I was looking for. I said, you're not the one that pays the bills around here, you know. Well, you... So uh, the Lord said, well, you're going to double I'm going to double it. I said, I really don't want to. I already brought 5000 That's better than my whole row. How <laughs> I many ever compared to other people? Like, I did him already about 10 times, so what? He wanted to give me 5000 Why are you asking me to give 10000 <laughs> he said. He said, well, you don't have to. The Lord don't put you under no pressure. Yeah. He said, you don't have to. I said, well, I didn't say I wouldn't. Just give me a minute to think about it. <laughs> I said, "All right, all right, I give up, I give up." So I gave ten thousand. Then the account went down to two thousand. Then all the way home, the devil said, "Stupid, stupid, stupid." Right. You know, you were believing for hundred thousand, got up to twelve. And now you went down there, gave five, then you gave ten, and now you only got two left in the account. Wonder how long it's going to take you? Yeah, right. How long is it going to yeah. take you? Because the church, you always got missions, you always got projects, you're always giving. I said, How's it ever going to take you to ever get a hundred thousand savings? I said uh, that's not my business. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Y'all still here? Yeah. And so you want to know what happened as soon as we got home? Nothing. So I'm going to tell you absolutely nothing happened. <laughs> I mean, I like to be honest. You know, the preacher told you to get a hundredfold, and you just wanted a refund. Yeah. So I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever said, my God, just give me a refund? Anyway, but, but God said he'll, don't y'all look so holy, but God said he'll multiply your seed On Go ahead and laugh about that. So, so I had to get the scriptures out, come on, because you participate in the sowing and you participate in the harvest. So I got the word out, so I start declaring the word. Thank you, Lord, you multiply our seeds. Home, We claim 100,000 savings, thank you, Lord. We just thank you for that, and you make all grace abound, and then I'm gonna rejoice in the harvest. Thank you, Lord, the money will come, ha, ha, ha. I'm talking about for the ministry. Yep. Amen. Amen? Anybody know what happened? Nothing. Come on, not for a month. Come on, we got along. We did okay, but nothing really happened in a month. Nothing happened two months. But in three months, somebody came in and put $100,000 in the offering. I heard the secretary scream. I was in my office and heard her, and she went, ah! I don't know if a mouse got loose, you know, we're from Louisiana, or roaches in there or something. She went, ah! She comes running down the hallway, pastor,
2: somebody gave
1: $100,000. I went, ah! how long did that take? Just like that, 100,000. Y'all still here? Yeah. I mean you know the devil's a liar? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and within just a few months' time, I, I would say less than nine months' time, that account went over $1 million, went to the bank, paid off all the bills, come on, gave a few hundred thousand emissions. Yeah. 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 You know, the devil don't want you to have no money. Why? Because you're, you're a giver, come on, and you're, you're supporting the gospel. So you have to use your authority. That means, come on, somebody's going to walk in this church and give you $100,000. How would you act if you already had that? I'd say somebody walking in the church, gonna give you $100,000. That's the way, that's the way you get that harvest, right? there is you go ahead and shout about it praise god for it come on somebody's gonna give you a million dollars come on the money will come i said the money will come god will make all grace about Woo!
2: the earth ha,
1: ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. go ahead and laugh a minute ha 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 so I said, ha, ha, and the Lord said to me, oh, that's the first time, but it's not the last time. Yeah. Come on, everybody say, he'll do it again. Come on, I said, he'll do it again, he'll do it again. <laughs> In other words, you can be seated just for a moment. In other words, when it comes to your finances, your generosity, and anybody can be generous. Come on, even kids can be generous. I said, anybody can be, and generosity has to be actually taught and caught. Are y'all still here? Uh, come on, nobody cares how holy you are if you're stingy. Come on, you don't want that on your tombstone, here lies stingy. Listen, uh, you say, I'm just conservative, I'm frugal. Well, that's good at Walmart, it's not good at church. I said, that's good at the mall, but it's not good at church. Because in church, there's something about generosity That's right. that opens up your heart. And when David said, over and above, anybody want to know how much he gave? I looked it up years ago, and David's offering was one and a half billion dollars. Not, not million, billion. They said, in today's dollars, David said, this is not my tithe. Just because I love the work of God, I'm going to give one and a half billion dollars. You know what else he said in the end of the chapter? He said, and my giving will literally reach the next generation. Yeah. Come on, you know, even after your funeral, your generosity will affect your children and your grandchildren. Yeah. Even after you're with the Lord, your generosity will affect your family. Yeah. Woo! Go ahead and laugh a minute. Ha-ha. <laughs> Amen. I am the grandson of a pastor. My dad's a pastor. My grandpa's a pastor. But my grandpa pastored during the days of the Depression in the United States, pioneered churches, and so they didn't have much money. Actually, when people gave, they would come and bring corn and stuff like that and stuff from their crops. And they actually had a little house where people brought stuff for their tithe and offering because there was very little money. So my grandfather was a pioneer preacher, and he loved world missions. He loved world missions, but he never preached outside of East Texas, pioneered churches in Texas, and he loved world missions. Well, my grandpa, my my daddy told the story that my grandpa had a used car and the car broke down, worn out. So he started saving up a little bit of money to buy him a better car for the family. Oh, my daddy said, and a missionary came to the church, a missionary, he said, to Africa, came to that little church, and my grandpa had that money saved up for another car, better car, and he only had a few hundred dollars, but back in those days, you could buy a brand new Ford for $400. So he just had a few hundred dollars set aside, and he's just going to get a better car, not a new car, and he said, "Uh, I just want to give that to missions. Oh, he did. Boy, And my daddy said that everybody in the family was mad at him. He said, even my grandma was mad at him. She said, we don't have no car. You gave that money to that preacher. You're not going off to Africa. And we don't have no car. And you gave the money away. Now we don't have no car. We don't have no money. He said, it's real quiet around the house a few days. He said, but then somebody came to the church and actually gave my grandfather a better car than he ever could have bought. So everybody was happy again. But did you know God will do something better for you than just cars? I'm his grandson and I preach all over the world. He never preached outside of Texas, but he loved missions and he gave to missions, and now his giving is still blessing his grandchildren, great-grandchildren. Are y'all still here? God is not unrighteous to forget your giving and your serving. God will make it up to you. God will bless you. God will bless your children. God will bless your grandchildren. Woo, come on. You look at the neighbor and they're using all their money for their self and you get a little upset and you're "Hey, ah, they got our lesson there, but I bet they don't pay their tithes. Listen, God will do things for you. Come on, that money could never do for you. He'll bless your spirit, soul, body, children, grandchildren, save your children in a time of trouble. Come on. Come on. There's something about generosity. That when you open your heart and say, God, I don't want to be just a tither, I'd like to get in that over and above department. I have to warn you. Let me warn you. I just want to warn you. If you start doing that generous giving, I'm going to warn you. No telling how much criticism you're going to get when that harvest comes in. Come on, even people in your family go, I wonder what they think they're doing with all that stuff. Listen, because of your generosity in your family, the blessing of the Lord, whoo, come on, that you're well able to be a blessing, he says, to every good work. Come on, most of us think, well, I'd sure like to be a blessing to one good work. But God is apparently wanting us to be so blessed that we can be a blessing in Florida, we can be a blessing in Africa, we can be a blessing in Asia, we can be a blessing in India. So don't let, come on, don't let the devil say, well, you're limited. You say, yeah, but God is unlimited. Amen. Amen. And when David gave it with all of his might, it said they rejoiced with great joy. Have you ever been in a church where there was a real happy offering? <laughs> Got real quiet, didn't it? Most people saying, like, "Get that over with, buddy." Listen, <laughs> yeah, when it <laughs> Have you, ever, have you ever been in a service where the spirit of giving hit and there was such a grace yeah. that was on your giving that you were like, yeah. let me at it, man. Let me, come on. Come on. I was planning on giving a dollar. I'm going for $3 right now. And in other words, you just started doubling up and started becoming more generous. Yeah. That spirit of giving really comes from the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You cannot get a stingy Holy Spirit. Yeah. Amen. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you say, Lord, I want to give more than I've ever been able to give. Right. You know what the Lord will say? And I want to give back to you more than you've ever had before. Yeah. In other words, you're not going to give your way into decrease. You'll give your way into increase. Yeah. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Proverbs 11:24. 24. Let me give you this one real quickly here. Proverbs 11:24. 24. You know that verse? There is a scatterer and yet increases. Y'all know Proverbs eleven twenty yeah. four. Woo! I'm enjoying this so much. I'm just gonna stick with it a minute until, you know, I've been kicked out of better places than this. Listen, Proverbs eleven twenty four. <laughs> Proverbs eleven twenty four. Y'all ready? There is that scattereth and yet increases. There is that withholdeth more than is appropriate, our meat, and it tends to poverty. One translation says, one gives away and yet gets richer. Another one holds on to what they should give and is poorer. So I asked the Lord one time while I was saying this, well, where does lack come from? Why do we have to struggle financially? Where does lack come from? And the Lord said, lack does not come from money you don't have. It comes from money you do have you shouldn't have. All. Lay hands on your head and say, Lord, help my thinking right now. In other words, in other words, we think that lack comes because we don't have enough money. But He says there is that withholdeth. You'd think if you withheld, you'd have more money. He says if you hold on too tight, you'll have less money. Yeah. That's right. That's, good. That's exactly right. All right. Thank you for your enthusiasm. So He said there is that scattereth and yet what increases? increases. That means you can actually sow or give your way into increase. The Lord said it to me this way. He said, your sowing will always outperform your savings. Yeah. yeah. Right. Sit back down. Nothing wrong with having savings. He said, your sowing will outperform it. That's yes, exactly right. What? <laughs> In other words, your generosity. And so here's what one translation says. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. And the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. Oh, y'all pray for me right now. Pray and ask God to give me boldness. The world of the generous gets what? Larger and larger. Did you know it's a step of faith to act on the Word of God in this area? Amen? And sometimes the devil will say, you're stupid. You don't have to tithe to go to heaven. Come on. You don't have to tithe. And people try to prove you don't have to tithe. You say, I want to tithe. I enjoy tithing. Matter of fact, tithing is just the starting point of my giving. I want to double tithe. What are you talking about? And he said, and God is able, whoo, to make all grace abound. That means God's amazing grace. Come on. If his grace is amazing, how many believe his grace is amazing? I said, how many believe his grace is amazing? Ooh, it's amazing. No limit, no end to his grace. Listen, well, if his grace is amazing in every other area, it should be amazing financially. All right, let's try that one more time. I said his grace is amazing in what area? every area. But he said in the area of your finances, he's able to make all grace abound. Amen. So the Lord said to me, if you'll learn about sowing, he said, one day you'll look at your checkbook and say, amazing grace. Go ahead and laugh for a minute. I'm laughing right now. So one day you'll look at your checking account and go, amazing grace. Come on, one day you'll drive up in front of your house and go, amazing grace. I never thought I'd be able to have a house like this. It's amazing grace. Come on, you'll get in your car and go, what? Amazing grace. Look what the Lord has done. In other words, God wants to blow your mind in this area as well as every other area. In other words, he said, I will make all grace abound towards you. Amazing grace. That's why God told him in Numbers chapter six, he said, when it comes to the people of God, he said, you bless them and say, you be blessed coming in. You're blessed going out. Come on. He makes you the head and not the tail. The Lord makes his countenance to shine upon you. The one translation says, God looks you full in the face and he makes you prosper. Come on, I was preaching in Singapore some time ago. Woo, man, you talking about Generosity. Amen. Well, that church just built a $150 million church and paid cash for it in a third world country. where the gospel is now abundant in Singapore. Wow. And every service they would have, come on, thousands of people, five services on Sunday. And they would all stand up and the pastor would say, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his countenance shine upon you. Woo, and give you peace and make you to prosper. And those Singapore they lift their hands, they say. In other words, they receive that blessing. Yeah. Did you know Dad Hagin used to walk around, and pray for people, and just go, be blessed. You know what I did, I went, I received that blessing. Yeah. Yeah. You say, what happened? Every time I'd go home, something supernatural would happen. Did you know God's already getting you ready for a harvest of blessing that's coming in? Come on, you are tithers and you are givers. Come on, don't deny the harvest. Come on. Don't just say, well, I just did it because I wanted to. Well, that's good. But go ahead and allow God to bring supernatural increase into your life and your children and your grandchildren. Amen. Lift your hands up right now. The Lord bless you. Come on, receive that right now. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you, protect you because of the blood of Jesus, divine covering and protection over your life. The Lord bless you. The blessing of the Lord brings supernatural increase, not only financially, but spiritually. The blessing of the Lord upon your life and make his countenance shine upon you that he smiles upon you. He sees you with great favor and he causes you to increase and to prosper and to be blessed, that your job is blessed. Your family is blessed. Your children are blessed. Your, Your ministry, the church here is blessed. The increase of God is upon this place and upon your life and you'll give the glory to Jesus, that you'll give and sow generously, and you'll receive and reap generously. And you'll look at your uh, finances and your house, and you'll say, amazing grace. Look what the Lord has done. And the Lord said, I'll make you a sign and a wonder unto others of the goodness of God. I'll make you a sign and a wonder that other will look at you and say, what happened in your life? And you'll say, I'm redeemed by the blood of Jesus. I'm blessed because of the blood of Jesus. I'm blessed because of the gospel of Christ. We declare that blessing upon you now and angels and ministering spirits go out right now and cause the money to come into your life and your job to increase and your, and your business, every facet of your life for the increase of God. And we'll give the glory to Jesus. Lift your hands right now and thank him for it. I thank you, Lord, for the increase of God. We'll give more than we've ever given in our life, but we'll still have more than we've ever had before. The increase of God. Every time we bless the house of God, God does something at our house. Our house, our family, bless our house. Come on, the increase of God at our house. Thank you, Lord. It is your goodness and your mercy. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. (laughs) And no matter what the world says, no matter what criticism comes, we'll give the glory to Jesus that we boldly confess the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I do not lack for ability. I do not lack. opportunity. I never lack for money. I never lack for money. Ha ha. I'm a tither. I'm a giver. Oh, there's a harvest of blessing that comes in continually. Even right now the harvest coming in. The money will come. The money will come. Come on, declare that in your life. The money will come. I'm not going to worry about money. Come on, I'm a tither. I'm a giver. Oh, thank you, Lord. The windows of heaven are open and you pour out a blessing. I don't have room enough to receive it. We thank you, Lord. Ha, ha, ha. Go ahead and laugh about it right now in the name of Jesus. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Glory, glory, glory. I have a good pastor friend. He was praying in his church. He said, we need $3 million. He said, in his church, we were just praying, believing God. Nobody in the church had that much money. Looked impossible. And he's praying, boy. He gave God one of those serious prayers. Serious? You ever give God a serious prayer, that means you get your face a little wrinkled up and you're like, God, my God, somehow. So he's praying, God, we need $3 million. And he's praying like that. And he said, and the Lord said to him, how would you act if you already had the $3 million? He said, no. well, I'd be real happy. But he went back to praying, oh God, somehow, we need $3 million. Oh God, somehow. And the Lord stopped him and said, how would you act if you already had the $3 million? He said, I said I'd be real happy. Then he went back to praying, oh God, somehow, Oh, God, we need $3 million. The Lord stopped and said, how would you act? He went, ah, you want me to rejoice and praise like I already have. it." So he just started walking around the church rejoicing. Oh, Lord, thank you for $3 million. Thank you, Lord, for your abundant provision. He's just rejoicing and praising the Lord. Thank you, Lord. I believe I receive it. Thank you, Lord. Did you know that joy is a harvesting factor? I said joy is a harvesting factor. factor." Because the devil wants you to look worried and upset, and things look impossible. So he started rejoicing. All the money came in. Just a few years later, he said, God, our church, we need $14 million. Oh, God, somehow, and the Lord stopped him. How, he went, oh, I got it. Oh, Lord, thank you for $14 million. Did you know the earth is the Lord? Yeah. Did you know there's no shortage of money? Yeah. There's no lack, there's an abundance. Come on, the money will come. The devil will try to block it, but you and I have authority as yeah. believers. Come on. So I want to ask you, how would you act if you already had the thing you're believing? Well, I just start rejoicing and jumping around, saying, Lord, I want to thank you that the money will come. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, glory to God. Come on, I'm blessed coming in, blessed going out. You're the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. Woo, give the Lord a shout, hallelujah. Some of y'all must not be believing for much. You're like, praise the Lord. How would you act if you had the thing you are believing for? Ah, come on. I believe God. Ha, 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 ha. I receive from God. I rejoice in his goodness. I rejoice in his goodness. There's no limit to his giving. Except I receiving. Thank you, Lord. Woo, I rejoice. Ha, ha, ha. Woo! Sit down, I guess. Praise the Lord. I'm sorry, I got carried away. (laughs) And some people say, well, well, that's just about money, but it's really not just about money. Amen. Jesus said, when you and I, we're faithful when it comes to finances, God will give you true riches. What does that mean? There's a lot of things a lot better than money. He said, but when you are faithful in that area, God will open up. Both areas. Amen. Ha ha ha. Go ahead and laugh for a minute. Amen. Go ahead.
0: When we were praising God, it reminded me yesterday I was on the way here and I had my uh, GPS system going here. Didn't want to make the wrong turn. And it was quiet for a while. Mm. You know how to give you the directions and you get on course. And it was just quiet. And I thought, hmm, I wonder if I missed something. And um, and pretty soon I, I thought, know, it'll tell me when it's time to turn. Right. Right. Just calm down. You're on, you're on course. Right. Mm. And then I said, I get it. I get it. Mm. <laughs> Cause I'm believing God for something, mm. you know? And I thought, mm. when is that? Am I missing it? You know, and I'm just trying to go mm. off here and there. And he said, no, just hold steady. Yeah. Mm. You're on course. Yeah. And when you said, let's shout, what mm. did you just say? Um, would you how act? would you act? Yeah. How would you act? Mm-hmm. And when the guidance system said, take this exit, you're, you know, take this from right, right here, half a mile, whatever, you know, I got ready. I turned my blinker on, you know, because I'm getting ready to turn off because yeah. my destination's right over there. And when he said that, he said, the destination that God has not planned for you.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Hallelujah. You're yeah. turning. You're right on course. Yeah. You're right on time. Yeah. Hallelujah. You're in
1: it. Yes. God, yes.
0: you're appointed. Yes. Praise yes. the blessing. Thank and you know Lord. what he said? And don't just disqualify just, no yourself. Come on. Every yes. one of you. Yes. Woo. Yes. God has a plan. Yes. We are his workmanship. Yes. Created in Christ Jesus. Yes. He's got a, a plan for yes. every one of you. And you're on course. Yes. Praise yes. God. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you, and Lord. I just feel like it's it's harvest time yeah. Yeah. it's exit harvest. time yeah. It's, yeah. it's arrival time yeah. you thank have you arrived at <laughs> <laughs> your yeah. destination yeah. hallelujah ah, ha, ha. hallelujah he's faithful Glory.
1: praise Woo. the Lord Woo. lift your hands up and th- lift your voice thank you Lord, thank thank Lord. Lord. it thank is Lord. harvest time it is harvest time there is a harvest of blessing coming in. There's a harvest of blessing coming in. Come on, your checking account is blessed. Your savings account is blessed. Your finances are blessed. Come on, your family is blessed. Ha, ha, ha. glory to God. Great is your faithfulness, oh Lord. Come on, thank him for his faithfulness. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness that you watch over your word and you bring it to pass. Ha, 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 ha. We rejoice in your goodness. Yeah. We rejoice in your mercy. We rejoice over your word like someone who just found a great spoil. Come on, I rejoice over the word like I just found a million dollars. Ha, ha, I rejoice over your word like somebody just gave me a million dollars. Come on, rejoice over the word like somebody just gave you a million dollars. I rejoice over your word. Ha 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 ha. Woo. Ha, ha ha ha. Hey, look at somebody and say, I wish you'd help me rejoice for a minute, I wish you'd help me rejoice. Come on. I wish you'd help me rejoice. Come on, I said I need at least four crazy friends that will help me rejoice. I wish I wish you would help me celebrate the God, I wish you'd help me rejoice. Ha, 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 in his goodness and in his mercy. Woo! I rejoice over the word. Ha ha ha. ha. Woo! Ha ha. Ha, ha. ha ha! Go ahead and laugh a few more minutes. Ha ha ha. Ha 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 ha. Come on, the devil tried to tell you all that tithing and giving didn't work, but I tell you it's working right now. I said it's working right now. Come on, it's working right now. The word is working right now. Ha ha ha. Woo, the Lord is arranging your harvest. Ha ha ha. Woo. Ha ha ha. If you knew what he's working on for you right now, you couldn't be still. you knew what he's working on for you right now, <laughs> you couldn't be still. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Woo! Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. <laughs> Woo! Go ahead and shout a while. <laughs> Hallelujah. Smith Williamsworth said, No man can doubt if he'll learn to shout. Uh, I said it this way for those tough stains, you have to shout them out. Come on, you've been through some tough times. You may be in one right now where it looks like the Word is not working, but I tell you, God is faithful and the Word is working. Ha, 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 ha. Amen. So I was preaching on this for David Sharon. He said the Lord told him he was facing a challenge. Don't doubt, just shout, God will work it all out. Yep. Everybody say, don't doubt. Don't doubt. I'm gonna shout. Gotta work it all out. It all well, out. go ahead and shout about it right now. Ha, ha, ha. Glory. 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 Ha, ha, ha. Woo. Thank you, Paul. Woo. Great is his faithfulness. Great is his faithfulness. Great is his faithfulness. Great. Faithfulness, Hallelujah. ha 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 ha! How many think the ushers up here ought to dance? Y'all, let's start dancing! Come on, I tell you, glory to God! <laughs> Y'all dance on this side of oh, glory to God! <laughs> Whoa! Good job! <laughs> Ha uh-huh. ha uh-huh. Glory to God Woo. The blessing of the Lord. Yes. Yes. Praise the Lord. Ha yeah. yeah. ha. Uh-huh. Well, sit down for a minute. I guess they can receive the offering. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Haha! Ha 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 Go ahead and receive the offering. I'm going to talk another minute. Try to come up here. Ha ha ha. Ha, 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 ha. The Lord is my shepherd. Yes. Everybody say, the Lord is my shepherd. Is my shepherd. I, shall not, I shall not want. I do not lack. I do not lack, I do not lack, for, ability. I don't lack for ability. I do not lack for opportunity. For opportunity. I do not lack for strength. for strength. I never lack for money. Never lack for I business. never lack for money. The money will come. Money will come. Ha, ha, ha ha ha. I mean, I believe it's moving right now. It's yeah. coming. The money will come. The increase of God. Ha ha ha. Glory to God. Glory to God. Ha ha ha. Glory to God. 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 Come on, even while you're asleep tonight, angels are going out on assignment, causing the money to come. I said, even while you're sleeping tonight, angels are going out on assignment. Ha, 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 go. Come go, on, go, 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 ministering spirits. Go, angels. Come on, that, that he'll bring in supernatural blessing in your life. The angels of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Ha, ha, do you, uh, did y'all get to receive the offering? What you want to do now? Oh, they handed and up. Down 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 down. Y'all wanna, you want to dance again? That was a pretty good dance you he gave her. Amen. Well, <laughs> all right. Y'all already received the offering? We'll go ahead and receive it then. Praise the Lord. And uh, Trent, I think, is going to sing, and then I have no idea what's going to happen next. Praise the Lord. But uh, that, that might have been your message tonight. We'll see in a minute. Praise the Lord. Amen. ha, ha. ha. Amen. Thank God for his blessing, the Amen. anointing of the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. <laughs>